Hey, shareholders, welcome to Podcast 71. I'm Elizabeth Wheeler, your host for today, and we are live from Studio 71. When we celebrated Driver Appreciation Week a while back, I read, if you bought it, a truck brought it. Now, as a warehouse and distribution company, getting our product in and out is a bit crucial. How we move our goods is critical to our operation. Our guest today is a gentleman who is behind moving these things about. Joe Calistro, he's our transportation manager. Joe, welcome to Studio 71. Hey, thank you for having me. So let's begin by you telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself. I know you've been with Parkside for just over two years now. Uh, I've been doing transportation logistics for over 25 years now. I work for various companies, but never an ESOP, different kind of an attitude and atmosphere here, more positive than anything I've ever experienced. I'm well-seasoned. I ship everything from parcel, truckload, LTL, jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You started and COVID came on, and it's been a crazy two years. With all the supply chain issues, what effect has it had on us as a company? It's a very unique situation. No one's ever experienced this in the trucking industry. It was really day-to-day. You didn't know how the market was reacting, and they shut everything down. The rates were great. Capacity was great. People were dying for work. But then when things started loosening up, the rates went historically high. Capacity was terrible, and we paid a lot more than we should have the last two years. So it's very unpredictable, and it's starting to calm down now, but we really don't have a forecast for it yet. How do you work through these ridiculous fuel charges and the surcharges? And what about the driver shortages? I mean, I think that's almost part of it too. The most important part thing is having relations with your carriers and brokers. I look at it as I need to have a partnership and not just a relationship. That's how I do it today. And I've done that for a long time now. How many different carriers do you use? I got it down to about five to six. Two of them are basically asset-based, which means they own their own equipment, and the other four are brokers. I brought some that I've known for many years into the business. I thought they'd be a good fit, but the two trucking companies that I have, I just hooked up with them about a year and a half ago, and they've been really good. They dedicate a lot of their company drivers to our needs. How do you use them? Is that for if you need to move something from, say, Bolingbrook to our Lakeland facility? Yeah, the five to six carriers do everything for us. Certain ones have their own niche. Some do our transfers really well, and some do all of our ASEC loads and DuPont loads. So I kind of broke them out in categories, and they all have their place in the business. So that's where I concentrate what they're good at. Do they actually pick up product from our suppliers as well as moving product between our locations? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. So a DuPont or an AZAC doesn't bring us the deliveries. We sometimes go and pick it up. Yeah. You know, it depends on, they like to tie that house wrap. We're in charge of that. So that goes to all of our warehouses out of AZAC. You know, we have the early buy right now. So do we pick up early buy and take it to our different locations? Yeah. It's a total of about 1800 truckloads for the year for AZAC alone. That's just out of Wilmington, Ohio. So we go and pick up a load from Wilmington, Ohio of ASIC and know that that's going to go to our Garner, North Carolina location. Sure. Or it can go direct to a customer of ours. So this is constant juggling. How do you keep it all on point? Well, like I said, it's all about having that small community of carriers that work with you, not against you. We have a TMS system that I can keep track of our shipments, which is a transportation management system. And just basic communication with our carriers. Do you work with all the 22 locations, both internally and externally? 
Yeah, at one point or another, I will. Pretty much I have at this point. I work a lot with purchasing. I actually sit with them. They're big and the transfers, we work together on that. I work with the sales department. They need quotes. They need direct shipments out of our vendors to the customer. Anything that needs to move, they go through me. So I talk to a lot of people in the company. If you haven't yet, you will. With all the supply chain issues, do you have to scramble a lot? And is there additional costs that go in there because of the fuel charges and so on and so forth? The only thing that would be a problem for me would be capacity with the carriers that are out there. But the driver shortage going after the last five years, it's starting to hit its peak. But that would be my only challenge for securing capacity. But like I said, you build a relationship with a carrier and you work it both ways. They don't bail on you when things get tough. They stick to your side and they help you out. You know where every truck is right now. Do you follow them closely? So if with the weather issues that we have, yeah, sure. Then that's part of the communication with the carriers. You know, I expect an update on everything they transport for us. I always get an email or something if something goes wrong ahead of time before it actually happens. And what about on the weekends? Are you following things on the weekend? Because imagine a lot of material moves from Friday to Sunday. Yeah, you know, that's the beautiful part about being a transportation manager. You're on call 24-7. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's it's part of the game. You know, that's, that's what I signed up for. So I've been doing it for a very long time. So it's kind of natural to me. Can you tell of an instance where there might have been a problem on a Saturday or something? Yeah, you know, there could be various things. Uh, you, you're shipping something to a warehouse that they said they were open. And then when the driver shows up, nobody's there. And then you got to work the phone and try to get to the person who can help you out. What about damaged material? How often do we have to deal with things like that? Last year, LTL really became a problem. We had one carrier that was destroying our Corian sheets. And I had over $35,000 in claims with them. So we removed them from the program this year. And I have two claims so far, period, which is fantastic. Do we ever have to deal with theft? As far as I know, I do not hear of any. Well, and it's probably pretty difficult for someone to walk away with a sheet of Corian. Yeah, 137 pounds of sheet. Uh, yeah. 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 What do you see how the market might change in the next 18 months or three years? Are there new initiatives? Currently, the market is starting to come around. It's starting to settle down. The shippers are shipping less, volumes are going down, and capacity is increasing with drivers. But the only problem is now you are dealing with major fuel issues. And that's going to be a big problem. You can save on the rate, but now you're paying more on the fuel. So it's a kind of a wash at this point. What about electric? Do you think that you'll see any of your carriers going to electric vehicles? I read about it a lot, but they're not quite there yet. Because they're just too big to have electric powered? Well, no, actually they are doing it. Tesla's already has a tractor trailer that's set up to go four or 500 miles without a driver. The technology is there. It's just a matter of when. Well, before we close today, as I started out by saying, you've been here two years, you know, all the locations and you work with so many of our associates. I have to ask, you know, what does employee ownership mean to you? Like I said earlier, it's very unique. I've never been in this type of environment working for an ESOP. What it does for me is it makes me think a little harder on what I do and how I spend the money because I'm involved in millions and millions of dollars in transportation costs. So if I could save 200 bucks there, 100,000 there, that's great for the company. And that's good for us who are involved in the SHARE program. Well, that wraps up this episode. I want to thank Joe Calistro for joining us today and sharing with us how we move things around. Well, thank you for letting me share the transportation side of our company. 
And we thank all of our listeners out there. We welcome your thoughts and your comments and your ideas for future podcasts. And we certainly invite you to join us in Studio 71. So catch you all later. Thank you.